Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. Okie dokie, folks. I want to start off with a question. What makes you ready to learn? What makes you ready to learn? In education, in developmental psychology, there is a view, there's something called the law of apperception. The law of apperception. And it's the view that all learning is based upon previously acquired knowledge or a skill. So before you learn how to play the violin, you first need to learn how to hold a violin. And before you learn how to hold a violin, you need to learn that a violin exists. Okay, the law of apperception, uh, where, where all learning is based upon previously acquired knowledge or skill. So again, what makes you ready to learn? How, how do you know it's time to learn? Readiness develops as we train. As our experience builds, we, we become more and more ready to learn. And so here's the thing, regardless of who you are, regardless of your demographic, your socioeconomic background, uh, your theological background, regardless of all of that, I believe so strongly that God has something to teach you. God has an education for you. There is something to learn every day. And some of these lessons in life, uh, they, they come in the hot, fast, and loud. They do. Uh, big life moments happen, and, and, and certainly uh, life gets our attention, and sometimes we just learn in the big way. We learn in the hard way, okay? But I would argue some of the biggest lessons that, that, that we learn in life do not come in the hot, fast, and loud. But I, I, I think it's in the subtle moments of reflection, contemplation, when, when you actually give yourself the space for your heart to process things, when, when you see the mechanics of, of who you are, when you see how God has wired you, when, when you realize that God has graciously given you a tool to move forward in life, I believe it's in those, those quiet moments of journaling and, again, reflection. That's when God can, can speak to us and speak grace to our hearts. It's, it's not in the, the wind, fire, or earthquake, but some of the best lessons in life come in the still, small voice. So let me ask you, do you like to learn? Do you like to learn? I'm going to take a guess. The fact that you are here listening to this means there is something uh, wired within you. you. You like to learn. You want to get something out of this message today. But let's just go a little bit further. Do you crave spiritual maturity? Do you advocate discipleship? Do you value training and growing? as a Christian. Well, today, today, what we're about is this. We're, we're going to lift up the incredible worth 
of learning lessons as we walk on God's path. And so we're going to check out Hebrews chapter 12 today, verses 7 to 13. Hebrews 12, 7 to 13 today. So just to kind of go back a little bit, just for some context, Hebrews chapter 11 um, is what we call like the hall of faith. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, you can check it out. It tells these uh, snippets, these stories of men and women of faith. And after it kind of goes through all of that, when we get to Hebrews chapter 12, it then it, be, it begins with these amazing words. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd, cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So you have to see the the imagery of, of being the, the runner, the racer, that, that's in our minds. And then the author of Hebrews then talks about how God disciplines his children. The Bible gives us a framework here. God is Father. And we are God's kids. And God loves us, and just as the ideal father would... A loving father brings correction, brings education, brings discipline, because that's what dads do. Ideally, dads want what is best for their kids. God disciplines us. And Hebrews says that, that, that God teaches us through the stuff of life, hardships, trials, the hard things. Verse 7 says this, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. And so first, our first point is an invitation. Shift your mindset around hardship, okay? It's an education. Framework in our minds, we, we want to we shift our, our framework here, the framework for, for hardship, for trials. View it as an education. It's school. Everyone attends life school, and life has a really big syllabus for all of us. And so view what we go through as instruction, training, discipline, discipleship. But we need to do it from a certain viewpoint, a certain posture. And that is we need to know that we are in a covenant relationship with God. God is Father. We are His kids. And you know what? This is not a new idea. All the way back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 5, it says, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And I've heard, you know, sometimes the difference between an obstacle and an opportunity is simply your attitude. 
your framing, your perspective. And so the call, the invitation is to shift your perspective around hard times, okay? And I know it's hard. I know it's hard to do that sometimes, but try your best to to shift your perspective. Hey, I'm in training. This is an education. There's something to learn here. God is saying something to me in this moment. And you know, what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. And so in the hard times, if you want to keep feeding the complaints, if you want to keep feeding the gripes and and the woe is me and, and the pity parties, that's going to grow. But in the hard times, if you feed your education, if you if you think, hey, man, God is speaking to me. Life is rotten right now. It's lousy. Like I'm in a hardship. I'm having some trials right now. But if your mindset is, hey, this is uh, this is okay. I can learn something through this. The author of Hebrews invites us to do that. And you know, in an ideal father-child relationship, it's it's normal for a child to be parented. Growing, learning, developing fruit, being disciplined, the author of Hebrews says, is actually proof that you belong to the Father. If you are growing spiritual fruit, if you grow through uh, this this process of, of hardship, it's evidence that you belong to God because Father disciplines his kids. And in Christ, you're not an orphan soul. You are fathered by God. You are fathered by God. And so let's just ask, is the fathering of God evident in your life right now? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Or even just to crank it up a little bit, do we speak and behave like God's kids? So the next point is this. It's a challenge. Ask yourself, is my life a symphony of living out God's holy best? And so let me explain all of that. The author of Hebrews uses a human illustration here. You know, ideally, uh, generally speaking, you know, yeah, fathers discipline their kids. And eventually kids will learn respect for their fathers. And and they they eventually understand, hey, this is for my good. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Mm. God wants to discipline us. He, He is training us. Discipleship. He is the, the Lord of discipleship. And, and God doesn't have a, he doesn't have a, an interest in, in spoiling us in, 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 the, 
in a bad way, like, like, you know, spoiling our kids can be harmful for them socially. Um, you know, they, they might have developmental issues. They, they, they might miss out on some certain life skills. Uh, if, if we, um, if we spoil our kids, they might misunderstand boundaries. They might become selfish and toxic people. And, and this, you know, be careful not to equate spoiling kids only with, with money. All right. There, there's many, many ways you can pamper a child where it truly does affect their character. It affects their resiliency in life. And just as the word implies, spoil is the ruining of, of character. Okay. But, but so there's, there's good things that God has for us, but there's this, this realm of being spoiled that, that God, you know, it's like, no, a, a good father that God is, he's going to set that aside. He wants to bring discipline and discipline is a good thing. It's correction. It's life change. It's, it's, it's growing up. And when we go through the times of discipline, yes, sometimes it's tense and it's, <laughs> we don't want to do it. You know, sometimes it's just, we, we want to resist that, right? Maybe we just want to pout. We'd rather just go in the, in the corner and cry instead of learning the lesson. But you know what? This is what the author of Hebrews is getting at. You know, hopefully kids will see discipline as good. They see it that it is for our good and, and, and respect forms. Again, in an ideal uh, human relationship, a, a father and a child, that the child will be like, oh, wow, like dad's there for me. Dad is my coach. Dad is my friend, my mentor. Dad, dad has trained me to be a stand-up person. We respect them for it. And so the author of Hebrews is like, just as we respect our earthly dad, how much more should we respect our heavenly father? God disciplines us for our good. And, and the Greek word here for, for good is, is similar to the word for symphony. Okay? God disciplines us for our good. Like an orchestra director, God disciplines us in such a way that he, he brings us together. And we kind of have to just imagine all the parts of who we are. But, but, but God, God is bringing us together, our mind, our will, our emotions, our gift, our character. God brings all of that together into this beautiful symphony for our good, this harmony that, that is brought together. God disciplines us for the good life in order that we may share in God's holiness. We are being trained by God to live out God's holy best, a symphonic display of holy. And so, yes, ask yourself, is my life a symphony of living out God's holy best? 
the the bringing togetherness the 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 orchestra the the rhythms of of discipleship the the cadence it's supposed to sound like holiness it's supposed to sound like Jesus and so if we could squeeze your life down into a a vinyl what does the record of your life sound like and thankfully you know it's it's Christ and us that brings about a good noise and the Jesus song plays out but what's happening in our sanctification process is discipleship is the tuning the transformation of our song tuning it up into Jesus a song and then we're reminded in verse 11 that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on. However, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And this brings up our third point today. Know that the goal is transformation, peaceful maturity, and covenant relationship. When it's happening to us, it's not fun. Discipline is not fun. It's not pleasant. The school of life can be distressful. But here's the thing. Later on, it pays off big. It pays off big time. Okay, It produces a harvest of righteousness, Hebrews says. Training renders back. It pays back. For those who are trained, for those who are willing and want to be trained, You'll find yourself mature in your relationship with God. The discipleship pathway is this balance between being confident and competent. Okay? When we first start out in our discipleship journey, we're not really confident nor competent in a lot of things. Okay? But then later on in our journey, you know, maybe maybe we start to get some confidence. We get some confidence, but we're still not competent in certain areas of discipleship of of our Christian walk. But you know, the the um, as we keep going, yeah, maybe maybe things change where we actually do become competent, but then we lack the confidence, okay? But, but but through all of that, between this balance of confidence and 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 competency is 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 this this encouragement of of to keep up the good work, keep up the good work, church. Put in the training, and you'll mature in Christ, and you will be confident and competent. You'll be one of those people who have peaceful maturity. It's because you know who you are in Christ. You know you belong. You've, you've been trained by life. You, you have wisdom. You have experience. And through all of this, a harvest of righteousness, right standing with God comes your way. And this is where I'll insert, you know, discipleship is way more about transformation than it is information. You're a person not a problem or a product. 
And while process is important, it's not about the process itself. It's about transformation and growing up in this father-child relationship, growing up in the covenant that we have with God that was cut by Jesus Christ, cross an empty tomb. We belong to God. We're his kids, and we're going to grow up now. We're going to grow up in Christ. And so we want to shift our mindset around hardship. We want to be we want to challenge ourselves by asking, are we living out God's holy best? Are we this symphony that 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 is on display and it sounds like holiness? Uh, we want to know that the goal is transformation. We want to grow up in peace and maturity. Therefore, as it says in verse 12, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. So now here is our fourth point. Our fourth point is a call to action. It's get experience. Walking God's path is hands-on learning. Hebrews is calling us to strengthen our feeble hands, our weak knees, okay, our droopy hands. It means don't sit on your hands, don't drag your feet. So the the record holder for squatting, for for squatting, um, it's held by a guy who has a nickname uh, Tractor. Um, and, and Tractor successfully squatted 1,311 pounds, okay? You can look it up. I watched the, the video of it online, uh, and guess what? Uh, Tractor did, did it, um, but I noticed, you know, he had knee wraps on, all right? His knees were wrapped up, kind of looked like... Uh, like stretchy bandages that were like wrapped up around his his knees, okay? He needs to protect his joints, okay? And remember, Hebrews chapter 12, it begins with this imagery of of running a race with, with endurance. So Hebrews says, strengthen your knees. Put your knee wraps on if you have to. Strengthen your knees. Pick up your feet. And then quoting from Proverbs 4, make level paths for for your feet. And what that means is to join in and help cut away obstacles for you and for others. Yeah, this is both an individual and, and communal action here. We don't want the lame parts of who we are to get worse. We want a clean, clear path so that we can heal, so that we can continue to grow and run the race. And what's the bottom line here? We must get involved. We're involved with this. Walking God's path, walking the Father's path, it's going to require experiential learning. We're invited to try. We're invited to take holy risks. It's hands-on learning. You know what? Experience is gold. 
And as I said in the beginning, all learning is based upon previously acquired knowledge or skill. What you're going through right now in life is building you up for something next. To help someone else. To help advance the mission. To help improve, transform your friends, your family, your neighborhood. Learning. Seeking out God's holy best. Striving for transformation. It's hands-on learning. And I just I, I want you to see discipleship is a habit, okay? Discipleship is not about hacks, it's about habits, okay? And I would lift up and and I want to behold that there is something to learn every single day. Not just on Sunday mornings. There is something to learn every day. Have the habit of learning. Believe that there is something to discover. There's wisdom to gain every single day. Child, God the Father is speaking to you. God is training up his kids. Can we pull in closer to him? He has a symphony of good for your heart. And so what what makes you ready to learn? What makes you ready to learn? How do you know it's time to learn? Listen to the voice of the Father. Are you listening to the voice of the Father? What is he saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? Let's pray. Lord, change our mindset. Invite us to grow deeper into this relationship that we have with you. May we continue to train. We want our lives to be this symphony of, of good where holiness just pours out of our lives. God, may we be willing to get involved, to have hands-on learning through all of this stuff that we call life. Let us try things. Let's live with intentionality. Let's be bold for you. Shepherd us all the way, Lord. Help us to walk on your holy path. And may we listen so carefully to what you're saying to us. In your name we pray. Amen.